We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, hello. Welcome to the show. IB Nation Sports Talk Up and Roll. Sean Dyer, along with Vince D'Addario. It's been kind of a a crazy day because first, Ryan, as uh, you know, some Irish Breakdown folks may know, Ryan's, um, is it his son or daughter? I'm not even daughter. sure. Daughter. daughter. Okay. Out of the crib earlier today so they had to make a trip to the emergency room so there was no show as many people know earlier today but um his daughter is okay that's the good news that's right <laughs> and there will be an afternoon show tomorrow and we're here right now so <laughs> let you judge if it's good news or bad news Vince you've been kind of under the weather yourself how are you today man this is the first time I've been like vertical in like three days so I feel great <laughs> That I get to be here. It's probably good that I'm isolated around, you know, in my own room here. Um, I, I had to miss practice today. Uh, the, you know, the first five periods that we we get to see when we get to see so much. Um, <clears throat> so I had to miss practice today, but I skipped school. But I'm ready to go back to normal for tonight and tomorrow. So re- all fired up and ready to go. I I'll tell you what, man. Just being in a dark room, like with my eyes closed for like two straight days, it was rough. It was rough, but uh, I'm back, fired up. And I've never I'm ready. had to do anything like that. Never had to do oh. anything like that. You know, you uh, mentioned it, today's practice. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, it's a little bit of the fact that I was not feeling well, obviously, but then just, hey, no, dad is sick. Got to leave dad alone. You know, uh-huh. total peace and quiet for two straight days. That's not terrible. Well, glad to have you back. Glad mm-hmm. you could make it. Vince will be here tomorrow. As well, we've got a lot that we're going to touch on. You know, like if you see the title of of the show today, we've got a lot of things we're going to talk about. We got a full practice Friday. Well, you know, so we'll have some some things you know that, that come up there. We did have the partial practice today, and you know that that was actually originally going to be a morning practice. Then it got moved to yeah. early afternoon, and then another email was sent, and it got pushed back like another half hour after that. Yeah. So the 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 time changed a couple times. Not everybody got the emails and, you know, people, <laughs> people were cranky that may or may not include me, you know, I don't know, but, you know, but we finally got in, 
But when we got in, there was some newsworthy stuff that yeah. we saw. Um, and I'll just go ahead and remind you right now, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Here we go. Okay, so <laughs> lot to talk about today. Again, smash the like button if you would. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Trade Coffee sent us two new flavors after my wife filled out their quiz. Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York City and Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters in Massachusetts. The Black Velvet was a dark roast with a note of burnt sugar, graham cracker, and malted milk balls. It was a very rich but smooth flavor that reminded her a bit of her favorite dessert, creme brulee. The Big City French Roast was also a dark roast, which is right up my wife's alley. And it was flavored with burnt sugar, baking chocolate, and roasted almonds. The smell in the kitchen while she was preparing a cup of coffee put a smile on my face. And she said the taste was even better and sweeter. And she didn't pick these flavors. They were chosen by Trade after she filled out a short quiz. You got to give this a try. And Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, They'll take your feedback, and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping and handling when you go to drinktrade.com forward slash Irish. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com forward slash Irish and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com forward slash Irish for $30 off. So we watched the full practice Friday. That was our second and final full practice. And we'll get to some thoughts. Vince and I were both there for all of that. And of course, we're 12 days away from Notre Dame and Ohio State. So it is up on us right now. We saw the first five periods of practice this afternoon as they the, the team kind of shifts its focus they're they're getting into game prep now you know like right. some of the drills and things they were doing and like who was working with who and the order they were doing thing was a little bit different maybe 
than we've seen before. You know, nothing really noteworthy, but they they just a, a noticeable shift in yeah. how they were doing some things out there. Yeah, and that's not that that's totally on schedule. Um, you know, with what exactly. they want to do. You're two weeks out. This is a great time to start actually prepping for an opponent. And he said it, uh, Marcus Freeman said it over the weekend, I believe, or his last press conference, that was Saturday, wasn't it? Or Friday. It was in that neighborhood. Thursday. Right? Thursday. Thursday. Day before the, he the said, day before the open practice. He yeah. said Thursday is the last day we're taking guys to the ground. Like we're 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 peeling back, you know, we're not gonna yeah. be as physical, you know, things like that. Allow some of the bumps and bruises to heal, things of that nature, you know, and just so everybody understands that's in the chat, nobody's officially out for the Ohio State game except for Avery Davis. It's Correct. The only one. It's Correct. The only one. So it's two weeks away. Some of the, you know, the the bumps, the bruises, the the little nagging stuff. Now is the time to just get that stuff fixed. Have guys take a little bit of time out because now it's more about, especially for the veterans, right? Especially for the Cam Hearts of the world, the the, the Jarrett Pattersons of the world, right? It's about mental rest. The Josh Lugs of the world. The, absolutely. <laughs> this is about mental Year rest. Six. They've done this a million times. They don't need to be out there every single rep doing it every single time. Right. Everybody just needs to take a step back and relax. Camp, injuries happen. I And I will say, I think there's been less injuries this year than there's been all, in most of the fall camps that I can remember. To be Probably so. Honest with you, so yeah. you know, if you look at it that way, I think they're doing all right. Thanks for stopping in, frozen burrito for Bill, <laughs> long time that. listener, That's first great. time caller. Glad to have him. So we, again, we've got a lot of different kind of personnel. This is and that's and some observations from Friday. Let's just jump into the news of the day that everyone is speculating about and sort of wringing their hands about uh, right now. Uh, cornerback Cam Hart did not practice Correct. today. He did show up at practice in uniform, but he did not practice today. Got there, you know, after everybody else did not practice. And now we can't really say a whole lot about it due to players and, you know, injuries and privacy and, and all that different kind of stuff. I, I guess I would say this. I would expect Hart to probably miss at least a couple of practices sure. and then sort of see where things go from there. Yes. Agreed. I'm not, you know, we, we, we obviously can't comment about, you know, seriousness or whatever, you know, I, I'll just say it's, you know, well, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. He's, look, he's probably going to miss a couple practices and right. then we'll be evaluated after that point. We're told it's not serious and I'm not right. saying anything that wasn't said already. So it's not serious. That's the most important thing. When I first saw Cam Hart and mispractice, I freaked out too. I'll be the first one to admit it. I was like, oh boy, here we go. This isn't good. This is my guy. You know, he's the linchpin to that secondary. Right. All these different things were starting to go through my head. And then I'm told it's not serious. So I'm not worried about it. So let's say he misses a week of practice. Let's just say it's a week. I don't even think it'll be that long, but let's say it's a week. Okay. Cam Hart is a returning starter. He is, uh, was he, he wasn't one of the preseason All-Americans, was he? One of the four? No, he was no. on the freaks list, though. He was on Bruce yes. Feldman's freaks list a couple well, of weeks he's ago. he's on my preseason All-American list. Look, the guy's going to make plays. He's the best corner that they've got on the roster. He's got plenty of experience. He's going to be just fine. Not worried about it in any way, shape, or form. It's not serious. So this is the best time for an injury like this to happen, if you ask me. Because, frankly, the way I see it, he's got two weeks to get better. 
Because even if he doesn't practice all the way up until September 3rd, he's still my starter at corner, right? Yeah. There's not many other times during the season where you've got two weeks to just pump the brakes and relax. So to me, this is the best possible time for this to happen. And so I am not worried at all. I don't know about best possible. Like a week ago might have been even okay, better. Fair enough. But, <laughs> but I, I guess I'm just saying it's I'm not better that this week than next week, though. Fair, Let's put yes, it that way. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think the big thing is, you know, just just rest like some of these other guys, you know, like Jarrett Patterson, for that matter. He's due to be reevaluated probably by this weekend, could start yeah. practicing this weekend, and you know, he'll he'll give it, you know, that that foot a go and kind of see how it goes. Marcus Freeman said that uh, it'll come down to basically his pain tolerance and what, you know, how much pain he's feeling, how much he can tolerate. So Patterson, and it was funny because when they were, you know, we were, we were out there so early that we were there for the walk across (laughs) the street from the goo, you know, into the Irish athletic center. And so all these guys are trickling in and then all of a sudden here's this group of offensive linemen and they're staying in like this really tight bunched up little pack. Of course they are. And so they, they come across the street. Well, the reason they were, Jarrett Patterson was in the middle of the pack on his little <laughs> scooter, you know, with his leg wrapped up and all that stuff. Even though he was out there in the middle of the full practice Friday for everybody to see, it was like they were hiding him going in to the ice. Well, and so that was kind of funny. It, it, what, the funny part is there's still the same camera guys that sit right at that entrance taking yep. pictures of guys coming in. And they've told us very specifically, don't take pictures of injured guys. Right. And so right. the offensive line was taking that to heart. And they're like, you're not taking a picture of our guy. You're going to make so, sure. You're going to make I sure. I like that. I, I dig it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think it goes without saying, and I put the comment up a minute ago about Cam Hart, if it did turn into something more serious, which, again, right now we don't think that it is based on what we're hearing. You know, especially if you're missing him against Ohio State, then – you're in a pinch because you're talking about your best corner, Absolutely. And, you know, and you and you've got some some issues, you know, like. So if if Cam Hart, and this is a big if, I'm just saying if, you know, like if if Cam Hart is out, what do you think the three corner positions look like? Field boundary and the nickel. If he's out, whew, that then it gets really interesting and there's a huge drop off in my opinion from cam hart and everybody else yeah and so if, if he's out my complete you know the way i look at the ohio state game changes drastically you know what i mean i mean it, it just mm-hmm. it just does um but i i think honestly you <laughs> i hate to say this but you might be getting Jaden mickey his first start as a true freshman in the horseshoe which well scares see, I- me but See, that's I think I think Bracey goes outside potentially right. to replace Hart, right. and I then agree. Mickey is Mickey is starting at the nickel. Yeah, but I think they may start in the nickel. So I guess that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so, yeah. so I think he would start we're, in the we're nickel. Kind of on, yeah, yeah we're, I guess yep. that. Yeah, and I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, in terms of yeah, you're right. We're on the same page. Yeah, so that's what I would do. It would just be a natural progression of of Bracey taking over for him, and then Mickey moving into Bracey's spot. And I think they're probably going to start in the nickel because of what. Ohio State brings to the table from the wide receiver position, right? So yeah. I would be shocked, honestly, if they don't, uh, unless they're just going to focus on the run and pray that they can stop the pass. But I, it's not the defensive outlook I would take. So um, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I would that's what I would do. It would be just a natural bump progression. 
comments are flying left and right right now. It's hard to keep up with it. Drunk Vigo, Notre Dame needs to drop leaflets over Ohio State's campus with propaganda that will demoralize them. Yes, that's right. Do it in Ukrainian, too, you know, just for the heck of it. And see, <laughs> see if they can figure it out. <laughs> Okay, so again, we expect, you know, we don't expect this to be serious with Cam Hart, but he did miss today. And, you know, we'll, again, we expect him probably to miss at least a couple of practices and be evaluated and reevaluated right. and, and right. kind of see how it goes. Now, some other news today that is on the brighter side. I like because news. we saw both Jaden Thomas and Jaden Thomas, remember, he was out last week with a grade one hamstring, a little tweak of the hamstring. And then we saw him working with the training crew and all that stuff right. on Friday when we were out there. Well, he was back today. And you know who else was back today with the wide receivers? Deion Colsey Ooh. was back with the wide receivers today. So you okay. had you had pretty close to full contingent of wide receivers out there because Xavier Watts was also still working with that crew. So that was about as, as many receivers as I can remember this season out there working yeah. with Chancey Stuckey. And then Good Marcus point. Freeman even snuck over for a drill or two. And he was out there kind of simulating being the defensive back with the receivers, you know, running at him and, you know, making a catch on the throws from Stuckey and stuff like that. I love it. So. He, he understands where this game is going to be won and lost and it's going to be on the outside. Um, and, and the wide receivers got to show up, man, they got to play, they got to show up. And, you know, I'm happy that all the wide receivers are held, excluding Avery Davis, of course. We know that he's gone for the season. But the guys right. that are available, that they were available all out guy. there, and they were yeah. all working, and they were all 100% ready to go, that is great news. I mean, that's great news, to be honest with you. Nobody's on the bike. Uh, it'll be even better if when we show up on Wednesday that nobody's on the bike, um, <laughs> et cetera, and Thursday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Be um, yes. Because, look, we, we – Jaden Thomas was the standout, obviously, the first full practice, and it was so much fun to watch. And mm -hmm. he gave us all the excitement level of what could he be this year, right? And the next day he was on the bike. And we haven't really seen him back since That's that day. True. And so what is it going to look like for him once he's back, going through team, doing everything he's supposed to do? Can he stay there? That's always been the question mark for him. So we got to cross that hurdle. Same with Deion Colsey. Got to cross that hurdle with him, too. So, right. The opportunity is there for both of them. Well, they have to stay healthy. Joe Wilkins still out there. Yeah. And Joe had a pretty good practice Friday when we were out there. I thought he did. Know, I agree. He was look, he was very Joe Wilkins esque. Yes. Um, which which for people that don't understand what I'm saying by that is that, look, to me, look, Joe Wilkins is a nice complimentary piece. He's a depth piece. He's a guy that's going to go out and get you first downs. He'll do what he needs to do. He's like a fourth or fifth guy for me, um, but he's an important piece. He is one of the veterans that's out there. And so you're going to need him. There's no doubt about it, but he's not Tobias Merriweather. He's not Lorenzo Styles, right? He's not Braden Lindsay, but he's still a needed piece. And it's okay right. to be that guy, right? It's okay to be that guy and not be a starter, yeah. but you need him. I mean, you need the depth that he brings. And, you know, he had a really nice catch. I watched Brian's highlight video that he put together uh, today. He had a nice touchdown catch in there. The, the kid can play. He's just not a high-level player, but he's a nice depth player, depth piece, and that's good to see him out there running around and doing his thing. By the way, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but you know who shot that video, right? 
Is that this guy? You're looking at him. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I figured. It man. was, you know, it was it was high quality stuff, I'm sure. But you the man. Yeah, we you know, we saw some routes there at the end. The quarterbacks, both Pine and and um Tyler Buckner throwing passes. Speaking of which, um, I don't know. This will probably get some folks either way. Steve Angeli, the freshman, uh, wearing number seven today instead of number 18. CJ Stroud, of course, is number seven. So, you know, again, like you, you know, you look at he's he's basically scout team quarterback uh, for for this game. So which is where you should be as a freshman. I mean, that's wearing red number seven today. 100 percent anticipated. And look, he's got he's got better arm talent than the other option to be the scout team quarterback in my opinion and so that's the guy who i would want running my show team no doubt about it so good good call xavier watts out there working with the receivers wearing that blue 26 again today apparently he's debating on what number he's going to wear going forward because you know he was four with the defense he can't be four with the offense because lorenzo styles already has that so he's we got to talk to him after practice a little bit today okay. it was funny because he said like he he we asked him which he prefers offense or defense because he's still working at both right now and it kind of moves around a little bit but he was very complimentary of the kind of things he has already learned from Chancey Stuckey for one yep. stuff that he said that he hadn't learned the last time he was playing mm. wide receiver at Notre Dame mm. so you know there's that uh, but at the same time, he said right now he probably prefers defense, you know, fly around, hit people and stuff like that. But we'll that. see if maybe that changes over time, I guess. Well, to me, it would change because he's going to get playing time on the offense and the defensive you side. I don't know that I, it felt like he was a little still buried, buried a little deeper. And I don't know if that would have been the case by the time we get up to Ohio State. Maybe they were all still jockeying for position back there. I don't know. Well, but yeah. We kind of speculated on, I think, at one point about might we see some three safety looks mm-hmm. this season because of the depth at safety, you know, like they had a few years ago when they had Gilman and Elliott and um, Kyle Hamilton right, right. all back there. And Chris O'Leary did not go into much detail that we did see like some three safety a, a couple of different times in uh, a drill or two. He did say, yeah, you might see some of that three safety this season so there's that out there as well there there i i feel like that's one of the deeper positions and he didn't like again that's really about all he said it's like you could tell he didn't want to talk about it that's fair (laughs) he at least acknowledged it yeah i mean i get that yeah but yeah it's going to be very interesting to see i i'll go back to this you know xavier watts's number right to me that's intriguing because is he going to wear a number that neither that somebody doesn't have on offense and defense, right? And if, if that's the case, and are you is it going to be a single digit? Are you going to go with number one, for example? Is it just going to be a number for offense? Is he, you know, have a chance to play both? Like, there's really kind of a lot that goes into it because of the double number situation, right? Very true. And there was a notable number change today Ooh. as well. Logan Diggs, out of the red jersey for the first time last week, right. he was wearing red 22, remember? He was wearing blue 22 Friday. Well, today, blue three. Logan Diggs is now number three. Yes. And so, like, Styles is like, eh, I don't really know, you know, about 22. But Logan Diggs is wearing three now. So, a number change huh. for him. So, it took Avery Davis's number, which... 
It's an interesting uh, development since Avery Davis is probably still going to be a captain, I would imagine. And so what is he going to wear three as well on the sidelines? Like that's very interesting. Yeah, I know. I was just reading one of these comments. <laughs> it's like the Angeli stuff. I, you oh. know, I think people are, <laughs> I think people are mad about that already. But oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, it's I will say I thought he looked pretty good. You know, he, you know, again, it's it's depth chart stuff. You, you know, sure. you've got threes on threes and stuff like that. He moved the ball. They got a touchdown at the end when he was okay. on the field Friday. You know, he, we saw he him. Was, yeah, yeah, he did. Yep, three yeah. ones, the threes. Yeah, absolutely. He had yep. look. Steve Angeli, when he was running with the threes, when we saw him running with the threes, I mean, the threes had the two freshman tight ends, had Tobias Merriweather, uh, and had Xavier Watts. Like, he's throwing to some dudes uh, on the offensive side, right? So he had he had some – Jabron Payne was his running back. And, I mean, he had some weapons there with the threes. And I don't know that it's going to stay that way for much longer. But, uh, you know, he he – when you've got some guys to throw to like that, the offense was definitely more talented than the defense. I will say that. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, one other thing, Sajidarian Price in a walking boot. He was, you know, on, on that left leg. He had the torn Achilles back in the summer. He was working with the trainers. That was the first time I remember seeing him with the trainers. And he was, when I walked by when we were leaving, he was pounding one of those big medicine balls oh, yeah. and, and doing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he had his, his shirt and his shorts on and and that kind of thing but uh so that was at least good to see him out there for the first time sounds like making some progress let me just ask you you know we were talking about angeli what did you think about what we saw from from buckner and pine friday we we got to see a lot of 11 on 11 stuff we got to see some seven on seven as well well and i i kind of mentioned this in the show on friday that we did after uh after the practice it was you have to understand what we were looking at because there were two downfield throws all day. One was Drew Pine, which was underthrown and picked off by Brendan Joseph. The other one was Steve Angeli. But it was also a nice pick by Joseph. <laughs> oh, it was it was a great it was a great pick. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it was yeah. underthrown. I mean, he there was a step. That's true. That's the true. Receiver had a step on both DBs, and it was underthrown. And Joseph double coverage underthrown. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then Steve Angeli threw one up. Also double coverage, but Xavier Watts went up and snagged it and took it down. Those are the only downfield throws of the day. So every single thing was either underneath or it was, you know, a swing pass to the running back or, you know, something along those, nothing beyond like 10 yards, Mm -hmm. right? So you got to understand what they were trying to do. Number one, we were all there, obviously. All the parents were there. You know, it's kind of like a family day kind of thing. There is nothing to gain by tipping your hand and showing everybody everything at a practice like that. Yeah. So they're doing check downs and they're just working on, you know, timing and everything. So my takeaway was that I love the timing and the relationships that Tyler Buckner has with the number ones. I, I thought that he was hitting guys in stride. I, I think that he's got a great relationship with Michael Mayer. I think he's got a great relationship with Lorenzo Styles, with Braden Lindsay. You can just see the relationship growing as they move along in the practices and things like that. He took 100% of the number one reps. Dupine took 100% of the number two reps. They were all doing the same thing. Um, I, I still think Buckner was the more accurate quarterback on the day. Um, the offense is just more explosive when he's in there. Well, and that's – I mean – 
he he was more accurate. There were there were more inconsistencies that we th- saw from from Pine. You know, like sure. you, you talked about that underthrow on the deep ball. We saw some other stuff. You know, like a rollout where he was a little bit erratic. We saw him both high and low. He had a pass batted down at the line of scrimmage once, and you know it wasn't like awful, but he was definitely much more inconsistent. And you know, I, I just keep coming back to the fact that we've talked about this before, but. For the people who think that who are basing all of their opinions of Tyler Buckner as a passer on the Virginia Tech game <laughs> last year, with right. you know some some of the inaccuracies and obviously the interceptions, this guy does not look like that guy right now. He is right. he is a very accurate, you know, just like and it's it surprised me a little bit because like you kind of expect again, like if you were going to base it just on what we saw last year, you, you might expect a little high, a little low. But you're right. I mean. Like timing, it's coming out like short slants, you know, the the shorter passes and timing routes and stuff like that. You're like you were talking about, and he's not throwing behind guys, he's leading guys. Right. You talked about Michael Mayer, the pass that he threw on the far sideline to Michael Mayer. There were two defenders there. He threw it in a spot, let Michael Mayer use his size and you know, and go get it. And it was a completion, you know. Like right. that's and, and that's probably what you're gonna have to do a lot of this year if Michael Mayer is going to catch a lot of passes because we know that he's going to draw a lot of attention, especially early on until people figure out what this wide receiving core can be. And, sure. yeah. you know, if, if there's inconsistencies with the wide receiving core, then even more so he's going to have to. So I, I really like what we've seen from him. And between the two, uh, you know, I'm not saying he has been absolutely perfect because he hasn't, but he has been much more, the, the much more consistent passer of the football I really, and, and especially like the timing stuff, which again, based on watching him last year, you would not think would be a strength for him, but he's been, he's been pretty good at it so far. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Well, and, and you leaned over to me at one point, and you're like, people are going to be shocked at how... yeah how accurate he is this season. And I said, you're, you're right. Because people, that's all people can remember is like the Virginia Tech game, for example, and, and some of the other inconsistent passing that he had last season during yeah. games, right? They they don't have the ability that we have to see him in practice and see how he's grown and see how he actually has the opportunity to operate the entire playbook as opposed to a single package where they weren't asking him to sit in the pocket and pick people apart. That wasn't who he was asked to be last year, right? And yes. so people need to understand that you're going to see a completely different playbook, number one, and a completely different Tyler Buckner than you saw last year. Is he still going to run the ball? 
Absolutely. That's a huge part of his game. It's a huge part of this offense. You have to account for his legs. But, man, people are going to be very, very, very surprised and happily surprised at how accurate he is throwing the football. These guys on the other end to catch it. And so we'll see what happens there. You're going to like what you see. I guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got a super chat from Garen. Watt should get a C on his chest. His actions have emulated what selfless service should be. Convince me otherwise. Well, I mean, I don't know what he's like as a, you know, leader, you know, day in and day out and doing all those kind of things um, because he hasn't got the playing opportunities just yet. But I mean, you're, you're absolutely right about being selfless and making that position switch. And not only is he making a switch, he's doing double duty right now. He's practicing at both and going above and beyond. Like he's, you know, doing extra time with, with both Chancey Stuckey and, uh, Chris O'Leary, like in the meeting rooms and the film rooms and all that stuff, doing extra work. So, I mean, he he definitely is a team guy through and through. I'll give you that. No Whether or not right. he's a captain, I don't know. But, right. I mean, yeah. His on-the-field actions, he absolutely deserves that kind of a recognition. Now, I don't know what he's like off the field. I don't know the answer to that. And when you get named a captain, it's about <clears throat> the whole picture, you know, all of it, right? Yes. And so I can't really speak to that part of it. But based on what he's his track record for changing positions and doing all these other things, then yeah, I mean he he's clearly a leader on the field. So um, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch his maturation process at the wide receiver position too. Yes. Uh, one other thought on Friday, Maris Leafau, linebacker. You know we've heard that he has been limited. They've kind of got him on a pitch count and that kind of stuff. Maris did not see any action during any of the live reps, either the seven on seven or the 11 on 11. Now today, again, when you're only watching the first five periods of practice, you're not seeing anything live. It is predominantly position grill drills. There was some special teams out there. Um, So that's kind of something to keep an eye on. We were going to get to talk to Al Golden this Saturday, we're going to get to right. talk to both coordinators Saturday. So that's a question that that we can talk to Al Golden about where Maris Leofau is and maybe what they're expecting from him. Because it looked like if the season started, when was that, Friday, that yeah. you'd have Bo Bauer, J.D. Bertrand, and Jack Kaiser as your three starting linebackers. Yeah, and it, it's funny because... You know, again, it was a non-padded practice on Friday, right? And so, you know, it is what it is. They don't – not having him in is not going to hurt them in any way. He, We saw him standing off to the side. He looks healthy as a horse to me. I mean, I don't know what his injury status is, if they're just limiting him or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Look, I fully anticipate him to contribute on September 3rd. What does that mean? Is he starting? Is he subbing? Is he whatever? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. I also feel like if you're going to beat Ohio State, and that's a huge if, if you're going to be competitive and if you are going to beat Ohio State, number eight in white is going to have to be involved. And if he's not, then my confidence level, it dips a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I I think he is a very important piece of that defense. And so me too. I think he needs to play. I hope he's healthy. I really do. We're not, they're being very tight lipped about his situation. And look, if well, I'm Mark- you know, it, it could be a situation where they had a live scrimmage the day before, right? 
And, you know, again, we don't know exactly what his reps look like there, but if he, if, if he was playing live and, and getting live reps and they're, they've got him on the quote-unquote pitch count, then it would make sense that the next day you're not going to have him do a whole lot of live stuff because he was right. still out there full uniform doing, the, you know, position drills and all that. He was doing everything else. He was just doing nothing live in, right. in the 7-on-7 seven seven or 11-on-11. 11 11. So that so here's here's my conspiracy theory, okay, as a coach. Okay. <clears throat> There's no film on him from last year, right? He's injured all True. year. True. Do I really want to put him out there front and center in front of all the media, all the family, all of these different things when I just had a full scrimmage the day before, okay? And whether he played or not, I, I don't know. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, okay? But – I'm not going to purposely put him out there for everybody to see. You know what? I'm going to keep a little something close to the vest uh, when it comes to Marist, right? And during yeah. the first during the first five periods, all we see is like <clears throat> drills and things like that. And he's been doing that, right? It's only the two full practices that we haven't seen him doing anything. So I don't know. I'll be the conspiracy theorist, and I'll just say that Marcus Freeman's holding them back because they don't want to tip their hand defensively as to what they want to do. That's what I'll say. But okay. again, that's Vince talking. That is not <laughs> a source. That is nothing. Don't go running off to the boards and everything. That's me talking what I would do in a non-padded practice where anybody and their brother were able to watch last yeah. Friday. I mean, it was packed with people. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. I can live with that. One other note I had with Jarrett Patterson out right now, Freeman said last Thursday that Andrew Christoffic and Rocco Spindler were splitting the reps. But then Friday, when we were there for practice, we didn't really see any of Rocco with the first team. It was predominantly Andrew Christoffic, unless maybe you saw a rep here or there. I saw a lot of Andrew Christoffic with all the first team. That's all yeah. I saw, and I, I saw Rocco with the second team the entire time we were there on Friday, yeah. which makes sense. I mean, you know, uh, Andrew's experienced guy. He, he started half the games last year, right? And going into a hostile environment like that, <clears throat> that's who I would put there. If Jer- uh, Jarrett Patterson couldn't go, I, I would start Andrew Christoffic. Be a short leash, right? If, if Rocco has been doing all the things that it sounds like he's been doing, it would be a short leash, but I would start with Andrew. And then if need be, then I go to Rocco, but I also fully anticipate Jarrett Patterson starting at left guard on September 3rd. I would too. Vince, I'll, I'll circle back around since we've got Ooh. several more viewers right now than, at, than we had at the start of the show when we were talking about Cam Hart. So just to touch on the Cam Hart situation for maybe some viewers who jumped in a little bit late and didn't hear us talking about it. Cam Hart missed practice today. And he has what we believe to be a minor injury that we can't really go into details about. Mm -hmm. But we expect him to probably miss at least a couple of practices, be reevaluated, see where it goes from there. But as you said earlier, this is not considered a serious, you know, like a season ending type thing by any means. It It is very hopeful that he's going to be back sooner than later. Right. It's just a couple of days out, hopefully maybe a week at the most, and then he'll be back. And if that if that's the case, <clears throat> he'll have an entire week to get ready for Ohio State. So not worried. Based on what we know, I'm not worried. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So could have been a lot worse. Hugh Murtha, super chat. Woo! 
but he didn't. <laughs> Thank you, you. He didn't. He didn't say anything. He just threw us nine ninety nine. Thank Thank you very much, you. If you got a question, you uh, go ahead and throw it in. We'll pull it up. You know, but do it. Hey, we'll take it. By the way, Vince, I was thinking about. We haven't really done this on this show before. I was thinking about mailbag tomorrow. Oh, okay. What do you think about that? I'm down because I can't do mailbags on Fridays anymore because I actually have a job where I have to do stuff. So right, uh, I I am. I would love that, frankly. I would love okay. a mailbag on uh, tomorrow. All right. All right. We got a lot of people in here tonight. So you heard it here first. Tomorrow, Tuesday, live on YouTube. You know, the podcast would drop Wednesday morning. But if you want to be in here live, get some questions in, we'll do us a little mailbag yes. tomorrow. We'll still do rapid fire. Yes. But we'll start true. off with some mailbag. And it won't be a marathon mailbag. Like right. other mailbags have been. This will be a <laughs> yes. Sean and Vince mailbag. That's right. If you want the marathon mailbag. <laughs> you got to wait till Friday. You wait for B. Driscoll on Friday. That's right. <laughs> oh, and then six it. hours later, I'll be starting a, you know, a high school football game and he'll still yeah. be going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to drive out to Portage on Friday night. So Ooh. enjoy. Yeah, fun times. All right. Anything else from the practice that you were at, Vince, that that stands out that we should touch on before we uh, move along? Yeah. Well, I, here, here's what I will say. I, I will say, even though it was a non-padded practice, I was still very impressed with the offensive line and the push that they're still getting yeah. on the defense. And my caveat to this whole thing is that I know the defensive line is going to be good. I know it. It's going to happen. Like we, There's too much talent returning, and I have too much faith in the defense to think that that's not the case, right? And there's a source within the building, within the Goog, uh, that was asked, is this similar, could this be similar to the 2017 season where the offensive line was just dominating the defensive line and everybody was worried and maybe the defensive line stinks? No, it just turns out the Notre Dame offensive line was the Joe Moore Award winner that year. Yeah. And once they started playing games, it's like, no, this defense is pretty darn good. And when asked about that, could this be a 2017 offensive line? They're like, it's kind of trending that way. So that gives me, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not ready to go out on a limb and say that Notre Dame is going to be the best offensive line in the country. But if they're top five, this is going to be a really fun offense to watch because that's a huge upgrade from where they were last year. Well, remember, I don't remember where they were in practice. I think it was maybe like midway through before they really, you know, got into the 11 on 11 and that kind of stuff. But there were, you know, so they were still doing position drills and they took, cause it was kind of muggy out there. They took a, a water break. And so every other position group is taking their water break yeah. and there's, there's Harry yeah. and the offensive lineman still going at it. Over yes. there. Now they got to drink their water eventually. So he didn't <laughs> deprive them, but they were still going at it, man. They were yeah. still going at it. Yep. And, you know, I had the story early on in camp about these battles that are going on between these two lines, the offensive and defensive lines. And they are trying to win that battle for the neutral zone, you know, see who can get in there first, get the push and all that kind of stuff. And I love it because we know what this offensive line was last year. And I know a lot of people were skeptical that Harry Heastan could make a big impact in a quick amount of time, but well, he is still Harry Heastan. He is yes, still yes. out there, the taskmaster. You know, 
And he controls the action, man. We had Chris out there doing some video for us Friday, and it was still in the first five periods. And it was, you know, when you can take videos and photos and stuff like that. And <laughs> he's over there trying to get some video of one of the drills, and he stands like, you're taking pictures of this. I don't want people taking pictures of this. And it's like, you're going to have to talk to Marcus, man, because it's the first five periods and it says we're allowed to do it. You know, so. it was so funny. It was so funny because I, I watched the video clip that he was taking and it was like, oh, did he like put it down? Like, I yelled at. It was great. That's so funny. It was so funny. But no, I, look, Harry is 100% in charge of that group. It is clear. It is obvious that they have adopted his personality, which they were lacking for so long. And it's just, it's music to my ears. I, I'm sorry, it is. And and not some people can't be coached like that, and I get it. But that's how I got coached, that I feed off of that. And so I'm yep. sitting there, and I, I'm listening to him go, and I'm just like, I'm getting fired up and excited. And they are responding to his coaching, and that's the most important thing. So I, I think it's fantastic. Yep. I agree. I agree. And, yeah, he's he's – He's got him going, and I think it's noteworthy that that 2017 season, McGlinchey and Nelson obviously both went in the top 10. They were the last Irish linemen to go in the first round, and that was Harry's last season in his first go-around at Notre Dame. And I I think we're going to see some some uh, some first round guys going here within the next couple of years. I think you've got a you've got a a viable opportunity to have three guys from the 2022 offensive line go in go in the first round once they're draft eligible. Yeah, Patterson, um, Fisher, and Alt. And Alt. Yeah. And I don't think that that's stretch. I really don't. No, I agree. I agree. 